Houston, 90.1 FM. This is KPFT Houston, 90.1 FM and FM HD1. Support for KPFT and the Prison Show is provided by the Cohen Parole Law Firm. For almost 40 years, Gary Cohen has helped represent incarcerated individuals throughout Texas obtain parole and fight parole revocations. We protect those who have fallen short of perfection from the wrath of those who believe they have attained it. For more information about Gary Cohen and his associates, Alan Bennett and Gene Anthes, you can find it at the website, parolelaw.com. You may also contact them at 512-476-6201. on the pipe chase and rattle them bars because we're going to do a prison show for you right here at beautiful old historic old exciting new KPFT Houston from the heart of Montrose where we all hope tomorrow will be a better day. Welcome to the Prison Show. Happy New Year. It is January the 5th, and of course, it's a Friday. And before we begin, I wanted to give a big shout out to a Joel on the win unit who was excited. He listens to the Prison Show. So, hey, Joel. Just wanted to give you a big shout out at the win unit. So tonight, David has a great show lined up for us, but we have... Of course, we have David here. I'm here. We have Alex here doing the phones. We have Marcus and Stephanie doing the cameras. Linda and I will be doing the shout-outs later. And we have Mickey Rodriguez in the house with Taj. So we have a lot of people here tonight, and we're loving it. We are loving it. Hope everyone had a great, happy new year. Hope y'all saw some fireworks going off outside. I know y'all can't pop any. Well, I don't think they can. (laughs) Maybe you can. I saw a video earlier that I was like, what? (laughs) What? 
So, Happy New Year, guys. Let's hope that 2024 will bring happiness, love, and fun. How about some fun? I'll throw some fun in there, too. And I'm going to be drinking some fruit punch because my biggest fan sent me a fruit punch electrolyte. <laughs> yes, he did. You going to spike it? I may spike it. You never know. <laughs> but he's, Happy New Year. Yeah, happy New Year. Yeah. So tonight we have, David has a great show lined up for us. We have Gary Cohen, the principal lawyer on the Cohen Parole Law Team. Like I said, Mickey Rodriguez, she's the criminal justice organizer for Texas Advocates for Justice, or Taj. We have Brittany Robertson. Woohoo, Brittany! Love Brittany, director of incarcerated support and ADSEG specialists with TPCA and Texas Prison Reform Activist. She's, I'm sure she's got some good news. And we have A. Bonowitz, the co-director and founder at Death Penalty. So we have a great show for you tonight. And I do believe Gary Cohen's on line one. Good evening. Good evening, Mr. Cohen. How are you? Or Gary, I'm sorry. It, Gary. it is Gary. Absolutely. I'm doing great, Danny. Thanks so much. And, uh, a happy New Year's to uh, you and Dave and all the other unsung heroes uh, who keep this uh, wonderful program alive. Yes, and there's there's quite a few, and we appreciate everyone, and we appreciate you too, Gary. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, uh, the last time that I was on, I think, Danny, you and I kind of ended up uh, – um, talking about uh, lawyers who were maybe less than reliable or desirable to engage in uh, in the parole process. Is, is that ring a bell with you? Uh, it, it rang. Yes, that bell's ringing. That <laughs> bell is ringing. Well, well I want to let you know, and, and Dave, that after that show, I got a number of letters uh, and phone calls uh, asking me about parole consultants and parole lawyers and how to go about finding one and deciding on one. So uh, uh, I thought if that made sense tonight to, to kind of talk about that, that's what I'd spend my time on. That makes great sense, and I'd appreciate it. Well, well good. Well, then, uh, let me just start off by, by making a distinction Parole consultants are not the same thing as, a, as parole lawyers. Um, in order to represent an individual before the Board of Pardons and Paroles for a fee, you have to be a lawyer licensed in Texas to practice law. So anyone who holds themselves out as a parole advisor or as a prison consultant, or a parole consultant, they cannot actually represent the, the, uh, the offender before the board. They provide kind of packaged services, and a lot of them uh, are, are less than honorable 
uh, people, and they're certainly not governed by any kind of rules. You know, if there's any recourse, if you're dissatisfied or if they don't provide uh, services. So the first thing that people should be aware of is whether or not they're talking and seeking out the services of a lawyer or if they're talking to a consultant. Now, I know that a lot of folks can't afford legal services. That's why they're in prison to begin with sometimes is because of ineffective counsel uh, that was court appointed that didn't mention to them. So I understand where the consultants come into play, you know, in terms of folks looking around for services that will help their loved ones that they can afford. And if they can't afford the services of a lawyer, what they ought to do is seek out help from reputable organizations like TIFA and other prison and family support groups who have been around a long time. Their services are free. They're good people. They've been around the block. They're going to be there forever. And they offer good advice, better advice sometimes than these parole consultants. So uh, if you can't afford the services of a lawyer, look at these organizations like TIFA and there are several others that are that are very well known. If you're going to look for the for to hire a lawyer, there's a couple of caveats and a couple of things that I'd alert folks to. First of all, do your homework. Okay? Get on that lawyer's website and take a look at how long they've been in business. Take a look at what they practice, what areas they practice in. If you go on a website and you see that a lawyer does some divorce work and he does a little criminal work and, you know, he does some, some wills and, and some estate, uh, and he also does some parole work, well, that's what my daddy always referred to as a jack-of-all-trades. And you know what they say about a jack-of-all-trades? <laughs> Master of none. Master of none, yes, ma'am. So, so beware of folks who do a little of this and a little of that. There's been a lot more lawyers who have gotten into parole representation lately, but that doesn't mean that they know what they're doing. So, do your homework. Go on the website first and educate yourself with their bios and stuff. Go to some of the chat rooms. And there's lots of those, of those chat rooms available where people are able to share their thoughts and their experiences with other lawyers. So take a look at those chat rooms and see what people are talking about and saying about their experiences with, you know, so-and-so or, or this person or that person. One of, the, one of the first questions and most common questions that I usually get when people call me uh, and, and they're looking around, uh, the first question is, what is your approval win rate? You know, uh, what, what are your percentages? And that is really not a question that's going to get you any kind of good information 
about how to make a decision about lawyer A or lawyer B. Every case is individual and unique. I don't care if it's the same crime that's charged. The individual who got involved in that has a different life story. So, so first of all, no case can be compared to another case. There's no apples to apples. Number two, if you think about it, when you ask that question, you're talking to me as a stranger. You don't know me from Adam. And you're asking me a question where I'm, I have a self-interest in, of course, looking at business. So I'm not going to tell you, well, I only win, you know, 5% of my cases. You know, there's a, there, there's an expectation that the client or the caller wants to hear, oh, you know, this boastfulness, I win 68%, I win 75%, I've never lost a case in my life. How do you, how do you verify that? Why would you trust that? And what does that mean to you? If I tell you, you know, that I've won 60% of my cases, but I've only handled four cases in my lifetime, that doesn't tell you a whole lot about my expertise. And of course, being a lawyer, I cannot tell you other clients that have used my services because of confidentiality. So there's really no way you can verify that. So, so don't, don't even go there. Um, it, it gives, it gives lawyers who are less uh, than honorable, who don't have integrity. It gives them the opportunity to make boastless claims that you can't verify, and that's not how you want to make a choice. The first, the first red, uh, red flag that ought to get your attention is whether or not you can get that lawyer on the phone and talk to him or her, or whether you're only dealing with a secretary or a paralegal. If you can't get that lawyer on the phone, and have a conversation with the lawyer, scratch them off your list. Because if they're not going to talk to you at the front end, they're not going to talk to you once they got your money in their pocket. All right? Now, we all have paralegals uh, that help us and, and that do initial intakes and, you know, and, and take our messages. But what I'm talking about is once that initial information is given to the office of the lawyer. First of all, you have to get a call back from that lawyer personally within a day or two. And, and if that lawyer won't call you back, as I said, scratch them off the list. It's not a good sign. If you can't, if you go to a doctor and you can't see the doctor ever, you're not going to be comfortable receiving medical treatment when you can't ever put eyes on or talk to the provider. Same thing with the legal system. No lawyer should be too busy or too self-absorbed not to spend their time and to take their time talking to you and listening about to you about your loved one's situation. Ask the lawyer questions about 
how long they've been in practice, um, how long they've gotten, you know, they've been doing parole work, for instance. Um, ask questions about whether they will personally visit with or communicate with your loved one or whether they're just going to do uh, all of their work by sending in questions and never talking to the person and listening to his or her story. Talk about the lawyer to where you get a feel for whether or not they're just running through their business like a mechanic, you know, fixing the car, or whether they have a real genuine human interest in what's going on. Uh, and if and if they have a if the lawyer has a really genuine human drive and a passion about what they're doing. Um, talk to them about what their approach would be. What is their analysis in the case? If the, if the lawyer being, quote, a trained professional can't tell you how they analyze a case or how they would think it through or what the options may be in your loved one's situation, if they can't lay those kind of different things on the table, then they're not thinking about what they do for a living. If they can't articulate it to you, if they just say, oh, well, you know, we're going to investigate the case and we're going to send in letters and we're going to tell the parole board about what good people they are, well, you don't need a lawyer for that. All you need is a 48-cent stamp and a phone call for the board. So make sure that lawyer, when you make those calls, is going to connect with you, is going to spend time with you. Because if they're not going to spend time with you again at the front end, don't expect any attention on the back end. Um, a lot of lawyers do have testimonials published on their websites. Those are, are usually reliable. But again, do your research. It's a very personal relationship between the lawyer and the client. It has to be a working relationship. It can't just be the lawyer saying, oh, don't worry about it. You know, I've talked to you for 30 minutes and I'll take the ball and I'll, I'll call you a year from now before we're ready to, 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 to make our pitch to the board. Uh, it's more of a, there ought to be more of a team approach in my mind about dealing with a matter that is essential to the caller's life uh, to their future uh, and, and, and to freedom. I mean, because that's what it's all about. Um, sometimes we all talk to people, you know, maybe we don't like. We don't like the sound of their voice. We don't like the way they respond. Uh, we judge people in different ways. Make those judgments when you're doing your research. Talk to different lawyers. Get a feel for a different approach. Get a feel for the individual because you're going to be putting a lot of trust in that person and you want to make sure that that trust is justified uh, and warranted. Um, well, Gary, unfortunately, we just have a little while left and I want to make sure that your address is put out there. 
so you can get some more letters. Well, okay. Um, uh, yeah, my name, of course, is uh, Gary Cohen. I've been practicing parole law in Texas for you know over 30 years. Uh, the address is 600 West 9th Street, Austin, Texas. Our phone number is 512-476-6201. And you can also go to our website. It's very simple. It's parolelaw.com. And what is that zip code over at your... The zip, the zip code in Austin is 78701. All right. Well, thank you, Gary. I look forward to you. gave me a lot of good information. I've hired an attorney before, and you gave me some good. I wish I would have had it um, before. And I, I well, I appreciate well, it very you. much. Well, thank you so much for, for the opportunity, and I hope the uh, conversation was helpful. And uh, God bless y'all, and be well, stay safe, and keep doing the great work that y'all are doing. All right. Well, thank you, Gary. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And now we have Mickey Rodriguez. She is with Tosh. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Is her mic on? Maybe. Yeah, now it is. Hi. <laughs> Good to be here. Thank you for having me. So what do you have? I know that um, we were talking earlier before the show, and you were very passionate. So tell tell everybody about CARE. CARE, Care. Not Cages. CARE, Not Cages. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So thank you for having me again. Uh, my name is Mickey Rodriguez. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, Aya, and yeah, I I just stepped into this criminal justice organizer position just recently within the last couple of months. Um, so um, we will be relaunching our Care Not Cages campaign this year. Um, so for those who have been uh, members of Texas Advocates for Justice, um, this is something that we've been working on since... Um, I want to say 2019, uh, we had a report that was released in 2018, um, and the report was called Care Not Cages. And so what that report focused on was the disparities, um, in arrests in bookings in Harris County Jail. So, um, there was a lot of data that showed that, um, black people are more likely to be arrested, well, more likely to be pulled over, more likely to be arrested and booked. Um, there are certain charges that they're more likely to be booked with. And so um, this came, uh, the Care Not Cages campaign um, started, I believe, in, I want to say it was 2020 or 2021, where there was a few members who got together um, and wanted to, you know, see some type of policy change. Um, that could actually reduce the jail population because, as you know, some people know that um, for a number of years, um, I mean, for as long as I can remember, honestly, the jails have been overcrowded. And so 
Um, in recent years, they have been starting to outsource people to different states even um, mm-hmm. just within the past few months. Um, there was $11 million that was approved to for another yet another facility uh, in the state of Mississippi to start sending more of our loved ones from Harris County Jail um, to Mississippi. And so um, what the originally Care Not Cages um, focused on was wanting to find other solutions instead of incarceration. And so wanting to divert funds um, away from, you know, carceral solutions to non-carceral solutions such as mental health programs, housing solutions, better job opportunities, and things of that nature. And so, um, you know, COVID and, and lots of things that, that kind of got in the way that um, we we weren't really you know, it was really hard to organize during those, those times. Absolutely. Um, and so, and then we also had a focus uh, in the past on, um, there was a site and release program that we tried to sort of uplift. Um, now, what was that again? Site and release. Okay. And so the city of Houston had um, put together, there was a list of low-level offenses that you could, um, if someone was pulled over and, and they would be just issued a citation instead of booked mm-hmm. for. And so um, what we were trying to advocate for more use of that program. But what we quickly realized is that a lot of the charges were paired with other charges that were not did not fall under that list. And so they would still be booked anyways. Um, and so we actually went to the site and release court a, a couple of times. And when we went um, there was like literally nobody there. I mean, we went and there was maybe like one or two people who were on the docket and, um, it just, the program just wasn't being used enough. Um, and then, like I said, there was just other charges that were being filed along with those that disqualified people from the site and release program. Um, and so we, you know, we've been through a lot of different stages of this campaign, Um, But I think that what we're recognizing, you know, I think the main focus that we really want that, you know, most of our members are concerned with is the overcrowding in the jails. And so we've just been trying to figure out ways, um, what are the policy solutions to that? And so... And so, um, like I mentioned, um, there have been a number of times where... Um, the commissioner's court, which is, um, you know, the Harris County commissioner's court that's in charge of all the funding, um, they have approved again and again and again funding to expand, um, you know, what they call outsourcing. Mm -hmm. And even just that term outsourcing is so dehumanizing when you're referring (laughs) to our loved ones. I mean, these are people that we're talking about. And when you You know, we often talk about the numbers. Um, Harris County Jail has a capacity of 10,000 people. um, And with these other facilities, there's more than 10,000 people on any given day that are, you know, confined in in the system. And so that's a number, but those are more, it's more than just numbers. You know, those, those are human beings. Those are individuals. And for every one of those people, there are people like us who care about them. Um, that are also in some ways incarcerated alongside with them. Um, And so instead of spending, 
millions of our taxpayer dollars locking people up, um, which we know does not reduce crime. Um, if anything, you know, we've seen in, in 2022, there was 28 total deaths in Harris County Jail. Um, in 2023, I think there were 18, 17 or 18 deaths. Um, so not only does it not reduce crime, but it's actually a public health hazard. I mean, it's, it's, it's a threat to public safety where people are losing their lives in the jail. So that's, I think, what we really want to focus um, kind of in this upcoming year is how what are the policy solutions to reducing the jail population. Um, in 2020, there was um, the county spent, I don't know what the, the dollar amount is, but they spent a lot of money on a report, um, JMI, Justice Management Solution, Justice Management what it stands for but they did a report where they recommended um, dismissing all low-level uh, offenses that are cases that are older than nine months uh, to help with the case backlog and so that would oh wow that would free up a lot of resources to focus on the more violent you know cases and so um, that was a, a recommendation that was completely ignored. The district attorney said that um, it was something that couldn't be done. And so um, we were... got a lover. <laughs> sarcasm, people, sarcasm. Right. Um, so that's, you know, we really want our members to get involved and, and to come to our meetings. So speaking of, we do have um, our first general body meeting of the year coming up this Monday. Uh, 7 p.m. Um, at our uh, grassroots leadership office in Fifth Ward. Um, so that's 4407 New Orleans Street. Uh, that's in Houston, 77080. Sorry, 020. Um, 77020. Yes. Okay. Uh, 7 p.m. on Monday, uh, January 8th. Can so, they also write to you there? Uh, yeah. We can, okay. Yeah, they can send us mail there as well. Um, yeah, so we're just, and, and they can hit us up on our social media. They can go to our website, grassrootsleadership.org, and sign up um, for our newsletter there. Um, sign up to attend all of our events. We, you know, we post all of our uh, events on our website that they can sign up to register to attend. Um, but we're inviting folks to come and be part of the campaign, um, come contribute, come testify at Commissioner's Court with us if you have a loved one who is incarcerated in Harris County Jail. Um, All right. Well, we appreciate you coming here, and we'll be looking for, I hope, um, what was that address again? 4407 New Orleans Street. Street, Houston, 77020. We appreciate you being here. All right. Thank you all very much for having me. And now we have, I think, is it Brittany? It's time for Brittany on line two. Hey, Brittany. Hey, how's it going? I, I I was looking forward to your um, segment. Go ahead, girl. What you got? So, um, since I was on last, that report from the Texas Civil Rights Project on solitary confinement came out. Um, it's titled A Crisis with No End. And that primarily examines um, solitary confinement within Texas, but also encompassing a lot of the other issues existing in general population um, and system-wide, really. Um, and 
through our work with them and kind of networking and reaching out to people, we've gained the interest of Benjamin Crump's law firm. Um, I'm not sure if too many people are familiar with him, but he represented George Floyd's family, among many others. And it is because of the incarcerated individuals in the Texas prisons who are filling out those grievances and those I-60s, and they're collecting that paper trail, that it helps us build this foundation so that when these lawyers do reach out and they ask, you know, well, what have you got going on as far as what's happening in your prisons? What kind of lawsuits are you looking for? Um, we're able to hand them the grievances on the heat and the medical complaints at that time and how long it took to get to medical in that heat. Um, it's You're building a foundation for a strong case, and there is nothing a lawyer will appreciate more than somebody who has done their due diligence. Um, so right now we're going through files and organizing um, and picking out some cases for them to preview. Um, but the thought behind all of this really is if if it wasn't for everybody on the inside working and doing what they can within their own power to do, you know, the, the I-60s and the grievances being the first steps, it makes advocating for them out here so much easier. And then on top of that, anything that we're not able to resolve with the system, if that gets escalated to a, you know, a lawyer, legal professional, that's the solid case that we can hand them that will get their attention. Um, when I hand them an idea or an interest in something and I don't have my facts straight, I don't look credible. But if inside the units they can build that evidence and they can prepare. Right now, I mean, with Crump's interest and all the deaths we've had over this summer, there's so many families that are still waiting on justice and they're not sure of what steps they can take. And, you know, I know Chris Carter's trying to switch things into a new direction and a better future for everyone, but we still have a whole lot of injustice that's occurred that we haven't talked about yet. And that's one of the things I want to bring out um, for the incarcerated. Yeah, because um, right now the, you know, summer's just a few months away. Because it start it starts getting hot fairly uh, soon in Texas, and yeah. so we may have end up having the same situation again. Yes, absolutely, and that's one of the things um, I've started to prepare the Texas Prison Reform Team with is making sure people have their PHI forms signed. Um, in case of a medical emergency, you have to have somebody on the outside who can call and have you checked on or if there's an emergency like that um, and having that form signed is essential. So getting all these things in order and preparing for them now is is a huge step in the right direction for ensuring everybody's rights are protected equally. Yes, and it's Absolutely. important to, to note that that form is now good for two years, so you don't have to do it yeah. every six months, which is good. But, yeah, get that yeah. form in. And what you were saying about the grievances, you know, um, I have a friend. Well, you know, Don. Um, he's the one that, yeah. you know, 
got it in my head about mass grieving and mm-hmm. you know one person if you have several people on that section grieving it it makes it easier for us trying to fight for something yeah absolutely and you know a lot of that is the fear of retaliation is why they don't want to do the grievances or you know some people take it as snitching and I'm just questioning at this point when people around them are are passing away who exactly are you protecting at this point and as far as not wanting to draw heat or attention to yourself, if there's so many people filing on the same issues at the same time, the people in Huntsville are going to notice. The guards are going to understand that they're not going to get away with lying to their rank and saying they can't do something when there's 12 people that have their eyes on them that know that they could have. Um, it's just a matter of coming forward and stepping up and speaking to people about the issues that are happening because without documenting those issues and having people who are willing to admit that this is an issue and until we do something about it, you know, all the other things that that happen because of it, such as the violence, um, a little bit of communication and a lot of effort can go a long way in changing circumstances. Absolutely. And I know uh, a lot of people like to call the units and speak directly to them, but there's nothing that they hate more than a paper trail. They like yes. to say, I never talked to you. I ne- That's not yes. what we said. Oh, but I have it written. That's why we need to email. People out here need yep. to email, just like people on the inside need to file grievances. Anything in writing cannot be denied no that is gold and i mean there there is no greater feeling than to see a step two grievance mentioned in a wall street journal article on how it was not responded to for months later um you know that that man may not have gotten his medical care when it was due to him or when the taxpayers payments uh say it should have been given to him but for that man to now understand that hundreds of people seen that he was denied adequate care, um, there is some justice in that. There is. There's definitely justice in that. Now, Brittany, how can, uh, before we go, how can people get a hold of you? Okay, so the best place to get a hold of me for what we talked about today would be at the Texas Prison Community Advocates. P.O. Box, which is P.O. Box 1974, Fulton, F-U-L-T-O-N, Texas, 78358. So Texas Prison Community Advocate, P.O. Box 1974, Fulton, Texas, 78358. Okay, I thought you were going to give me that, your weird city. What's the name of your city? (laughs) Oh, the one in Wisconsin, Kakana. Kakana, yeah. I was yeah. like, she's going to give me that weird city again. When are you moving down here, Brittany? Um, it should be in under a year. I'll get a finalized date um, any day now, really. Woohoo! All right. Yeah. All right. Well, Brittany, wait, you have it. I look forward to all the um, information you give us. And when you told me today, 
about uh, Mr. Crumb, I was like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. I was caught aback, but there, there's interest in, you know, they, he's seen a lot on the news, of course. We all have. So yeah. I'm hoping we can get some stuff done about it. Yeah, I do, too. I hope we can. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for calling and we look forward to the next time you're on and when you move. We look forward to that, too. Yes, ma'am. Thank you guys so much for everything. Thank you, Brittany. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Now I see we have Abe. Abe is the co-director and founder of Death Penalty Action. You left a word out. But Abe is on line one. Well, hey, everybody. How you doing tonight? Doing good. Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of uh, things to look forward that could be good this year. And, and you know, things that should be troubling us all as well. We've got a lot of work to do. So grateful to be with you all tonight. Um, any questions? Anything you want to make sure I get before I get into what I've got ready for you? No, sir. You go right on ahead. All right. Well, I'm grateful for the opportunity and also grateful that you all gave me a pass. And, and uh, my, my uh, colleague, Ari Sullivan, was on a few weeks ago in my place while I was out of the country uh, doing a little bit of research with Rick Halpern, actually. Uh, many of you might know him as one of the leading death penalty experts in in the world. He's also one of the leading uh, Holocaust experts, and he he takes students on a trip to Poland to visit the Nazi death camps and and examine all of that. and um, And that's been on my bucket list for a long time. Two of my grandparents are from Poland, uh, and I went to see the communities that they were from. But I mention all this because. Uh, you know, one of the things that I came to understand a lot better is the level of experimentation and trial and error that the Nazis went through as they know how to murder people more efficiently. And that's important because we're seeing more and more of that in our country. I'm going to talk about that in a moment, but first, just a couple of quick updates. Um, we had, unfortunately... The first suicide on death row in the federal death row in decades. Um, Odell Corley was uh, uh, put out in the yard uh, in an exercise pen on December 1st and figured out that he had the opportunity to take his own life, and he did so after expressing a number of times to other prisoners that he was uh, in some deep depression. And, and there's a lot of anxiety going on right now with the federal death row prisoners as well because of the popularity of Donald Trump as the potential Republican uh, candidate. You know, who knows what's going to go on. If you weren't paying attention, in the last six months of the Trump administration, uh, he became the most executing president since Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. uh, Thirteen executions in the final six months of his term, and that's, you know, Roosevelt had 16 executions over 13 years. So this, of course, uh, should be of concern to anybody who is opposed to the federal death penalty and the federal government having the power to execute people. You know, uh, Joe Biden 
Uh, a lot of people are giving him a lot of guff because, uh, you know, he, he ran on a campaign platform to abolish the federal death penalty. And, and I will say, you know, I wish he has done more. I, and I, but, but what he did do is he appointed an attorney general who is not setting execution dates by the federal government. And that's not going to happen. And they have backed off on a number of federal death penalty prosecutions, uh, although they are maintaining them for, um, for uh, uh, terrorism-type cases and mass shooting-type cases, although we're waiting to see whether they seek a death sentence in the case of the shooter in Buffalo. Uh, the interesting thing about that case is all the victims, or most of the victims, were black. That was in a grocery store, you might remember. Uh, and, and this is in contrast to the guy that went off to, to, to El Paso just to murder people of Mexican descent in a mass shooting in the, in the Walmart there. And, of course, they didn't even seek the death penalty for him. Uh, there was another guy last year that was on trial who, running a truck and drove it down a bike path in, in New York City, and and uh, they sought the death penalty for him, and the jury did not come back with death. Uh, and then, of course, there was the guy that shot up the synagogue in Pittsburgh, and he did get a federal death sentence. So all of this is kind of on the radar and in the background, and and, and we have to see what happens next. Uh, I believe that President Biden... Uh, comes down to it once he's lame duck, he'll commute all the, all the death sentences. And that's the campaign that we're building on the webpage of Death Penalty Action. There is an opportunity to sign, send a letter to the president and also to your members of Congress. And you don't have to be a citizen. You don't have to be 18. If you live in the United States, you can send a letter to the members of Congress because Joe Biden can't unilaterally abolish the federal death penalty. He can only sign a bill that comes to him from Congress. So Congress has to pass that bill. We've got legislation that's been introduced, the Federal Death Penalty Prohibition Act, and people need to contact your members of Congress, and you can do so right off the top of the front page of deathpenaltyaction.org. So I wanted to mention that. Again, uh, our condolences go out to Odell Corley and his family and friends on the federal death row uh, and, and just keep everybody there in your prayers as they continue in, in their anxiety. Um, we have uh, only, uh, well, let's just say some good news here, sort of, and that is in Oklahoma, we were supposed to have a, an execution in Oklahoma federal, uh, on February 1st, James Ryder, and that has been stayed for at least 100 days. Uh, he was supposed to have a clemency hearing this coming week. And that's been put off because the lawyers have been successful in getting a court to agree to look at the question of his mental capacity, his mental health. Uh, there's a lot of questions about his sanity. So, so that execution is off the table. The next uh, execution that's scheduled, of course, uh, in Texas is, is Ivan Cantu on February 28th. Uh, but before that, and this is the big deal, well, I'll, I'll mention this in a moment, I do want to note that we're also watching very carefully in Mississippi, where the Attorney General in Mississippi has basically declared that as soon as the courts let, uh, let it happen, they're going to seek a death sentence, uh, set a date for Willie Manning, who has a strong innocence claim, and also Robert Simon. Uh, and, and, the, and in Mississippi, apparently they can technically set a date and carry it out within a couple of days. And so we're all watching to see what happens on that 
course, we've got petitions up in those cases uh, and many others uh, uh, at deathpenaltyaction.org that people could sign. So uh, I, I mentioned all that, and, and then back to where I started with the whole question of experimentation to figure out how do we better kill our prisoners. And I want to say straight up, it is death penalty action's position that it really doesn't matter how we kill our prisoners. And the problem is that we're killing our prisoners when the system is as screwed up as it is. You know, carved into the face of the U.S. Supreme Court building are the words equal justice under law. And anybody that has had any kind of encounter with our legal system knows that we do not have equal justice under law. That is a, a lofty goal that we have to keep working towards, but it's not what we have. And that's why we can't trust government with the power to kill. Uh, so... In any case, we're now looking at a situation where they're going to try and use a new form of execution, nitrogen hypoxia, which which we think is a friendly way of saying the gas chamber. Uh, it's not going to be an actual room filled with gas, but they're going to. Uh, what they're planning to do on January 25th with a guy named Kenny Smith in Alabama is put a mask on his face and pump him full of nitrogen gas. And there's a lot of questions about this. The, the protocol about how they're going to do this has been uh, put forth heavily redacted. There's a lot of challenges happening. There's, uh, you know, uh, Reverend Dr. Jeff Hood is his spiritual advisor. He's had to sign a waiver saying that he understands the risk that if something goes wrong and the gas gets, you know, leaks out beyond the mask, it could potentially kill him too and other corrections officers, you know. And what we know about Alabama is that they are very, eh, let's just say, shoddy in mm-hmm. how they run their practices. So, you know, so this is a big thing that a lot of people are watching. The, uh, the, the United Nations Human Rights Commission has just issued a press release about this a couple of days ago, raising a number of concerns around the use of gas. Of course, many folks in the Jewish community, given the history of the use of gas to murder millions of people in the gas chambers of Nazi Germany, are seeing this as, you know, just something that touches us a little bit differently than most. I say that as a Jewish person, as co-founder of a group called Lachayim, which means to life, Jews against the death penalty. Um, so that's a piece of the puzzle. Of course, you also have to understand that part of why they're doing this is because Kenny Smith was on the gurney in November in 2022, and for hours, they poked him with needles and they cut him and tried to establish an IV line and failed to do so and ran out of time. And he wasn't the first. There was another guy in September of 2022 that they also sent back to his cell after poking him and slicing him and trying to establish, basically torture him for hours, thinking he's about to be executed. They ran out of time. Uh, and, 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 of course, the first incidence of that was with Joe James Jr. in July 2022, where, you know, again, they held the media outside for a couple of hours, and when they finally brought the media in, he was already unconscious, and we knew that he had a final statement he wanted to give. So, you know, 
it just really screwed up in Alabama. Now, since then, they've been able to get at least one lethal injection done. But the point is that, that now they're going to try nitrogen hypoxia. It's never been used before anywhere in the country. There's only a couple other states that allow it. Oklahoma's one. There's another one. Uh, but, but Alabama's going to try it. And all eyes are on Alabama. And that's why we're working very closely with our friends, Project Hope to Abolish the Death Penalty, which is actually the board of directors of Project Hope to Abolish the Death Penalty. I think it's the only organization in the country like this. The board of directors are all on death row. They've got people outside that you know manage their things, but the guys that call the shots are the men on death row in Alabama. And and that's the organization there. We're working hand-in-hand with them and dozens of other Alabama organizations to get as many petition signatures as we can. We've got three petitions, uh, one for Kenny Smith, one about the gas chamber, one about the campaign that we started called Pull Back the Curtains, in which we're advocating for if they're going to have executions, that they need to make sure that the public and the media witnesses are watching from the moment that the prisoner is brought into the death chamber, not from when they get them all hooked up and then they open up the curtains, but before then, because they've had so many problems uh, getting it established and getting them ready for execution. We know they tortured Joe James Jr. We know they t- they tortured uh, Kenny Smith, and now they're going to they're going to try it again with Kenny Smith, and, and, and that's coming up. So these are the this is the you know the, I mean just be watching because that's going to be uh, a big deal, and especially if anybody is listening or if you know people in Alabama or near Alabama on the twenty third of January, we're going to have a big rally on the steps in front of the side in front of the uh, the state capitol and hand deliver those petition signatures, which is why again we need everybody's help to get as many signatures as we can on those three petitions so that when we deliver them there's that much more impact. Uh, so you know those are the the you know the top level things that are happening. There's a lot more going on uh, around the country. You know again Ohio and Pennsylvania have bills uh, to abolish the, 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 the death penalty in those states. In North Carolina, they've got a campaign to get the governor to commute all the death sentences there uh, prior to his, the end of his term you know, a year from now. So, so much happening. We can fill you in more you know, in a couple of weeks when I come back. But uh, there's a minute or two left here if anybody's got any questions. Well, we need to get your address to make sure everyone has it. Okay, well, you can write to us at P.O. Box 89. That's P.O. Box 89 in Ghent, G-H-E-N-T. I'll repeat that. G is in George, H-E-N is in Nancy, T. That's in New York. So Ghent, New York, P.O. Box 89, Ghent, New York, 12075. It's 12075. And, uh, of course, the webpage is org. That's where you go to sign the petitions. That's where you go to watch the videos of all kinds of people like Roderick Reed and Charles Keith and Suzanne Bosler and, and, and Ron McAndrew and Rick Halperin and Lisa Brown, who's a Texan, whose son was one of the people executed in the federal campaign. So maybe y'all can share a link on the Prison Show uh, Facebook page about that, uh, because those are really, they're just five minutes and they're, they're each really compelling, professionally made videos. Um, just one more educational tool that we all have. So, you know, I want to wish everybody, you know, all the best this year. Uh, we've got to, got to do everything we can to stop these executions. 
Absolutely. Thank you, Abe. We appreciate it. And, of course, we'll see you back here in two weeks. Okay. Everybody have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. All right. Wait down Bad possessions Weighted down By the gun Weighted down By the river For you To come Darling, the darling, my action of when three months I was gone. But whose socks were you, darling, darling, while I've been gone? So long Waiting down My position
listening to KPFT Houston. And the prison show is provided by the Cohen Parole Law Team. For almost 40 years, Gary Cohen has helped to represent incarcerated individuals throughout Texas obtain parole and fight parole revocations. We protect those who have fallen short of perfection from the wrath of those who believe they have attained it. More information about Gary Cohen and his associates Alan Bennett and Gene Anthus can be found on their website at parolelaw.com. You may also contact them at 512-476-6201. All right. And what song was that, David? David. What? I was trying to look it up because I turned it off because I didn't want it playing in the background. Uh, you would have to ask me. It's called, like, Weighted Down. Because that was very... <laughs> Yeah, well, he was, like, really sad and depressed, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. I was like, I'm going to take my headphones yeah. off. It was actually called Weighted Down the Prison Song. So so he's, like, sad and depressed. And he actually says, uh, whenever your wife, whenever you have it out with your wife, don't go looking for another man's wife or something like that. So, I mean, he got he got in trouble went to prison. <laughs> Really? <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, he was really sad. <laughs> yes, he was. All right. Um, do you want to go ahead and do yours real quick? No? Okay. Let's go to Julie on line four. Hey, Julie. Hey, Julie. Uh, can you hear me? Now I can. Uh, okay. Uh, yes, this is Julie. I was, uh, I was going to holler at... Uh, I was going to holler at, uh, uh, and I got tongue <laughs> I wanted to holler out to, uh, to Tommy Ray Tig at the micro unit. And I wanted to tell him I loved him and I miss him. And I'm just thinking of him. And so I just wanted to know, wanted to tell him that I know there's things going on down there, but I just want to let him know, keep your head up and, and I'm praying for you, and just keep your head up, and and uh, hopefully you'll be coming home soon. So you're in my prayers. I love you. I miss you. So All right. have have a good night. Sweet dreams. All right. Well, thank uh, you, Julie. Okay. Please call back next week too. Yes, I really appreciate y'all. Y'all. Wait. It we appreciate to you, too. And Happy New Year. Okay. A Happy New Year to you. God bless y'all. God bless you. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, now, well, let me give the phone number first. 713-526-5738. Option number two. Option number two for shout out. So give us a call. And now we have Crystal Rodriguez on line two. 
Hey, Crystal. Hey, how are you? Doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And you are on the air, so go ahead with your shout-out. Okay, um, my shout-out is to uh, my boyfriend um, from the Michael unit, from his girlfriend, Crystal, uh, from Hondo, Texas. I just want to tell him I love him, I love you, and I miss you. I know there's a lot of things going on in that unit right now, but just keep your head up high, and I love you. I can't wait to see you and come home soon to me. Um, from your girlfriend, Crystal, from Hondo. Yeah, we heard um, there's a there's a lot of things going on at the Michael unit, Michael's unit. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I, heard, I heard yesterday that there was two inmates that died yesterday from poison rats. Poison what? Poison rats. Rats? Yeah, they were, they, there was rats in that facility. So the rats were poisoned, and and that's how the the men died. Yes, there were two people inmates, but they didn't admit, they didn't mention the people's names. Okay, well, um, mm. you, you know, it, it it there's a lot of stuff going on at a lot of a lot of the units. So um, call back next week, and okay. what's your loved one's name? Uh, Terry Arnold. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Crystal. Mm-hmm. Happy okay. New you Year. Have a you too, and God bless you. Same to you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Now we're going to skip on over to Anjanette. Anjanette on line three. Hey, Daddy. Hey, how are you? I'm... Um, Nice and full. Me and my son just got back from Outback. So, oh, I yeah. love that place. <laughs> I know it was super packed. We got there and there was like an hour wait. I was like, I'll wait. <laughs> I love Outback. So yeah, it's we good. just got home. It is. It really is good. Um, but um, I wanted to give a shout out. Well, first of all, Danny and Linda and David and everyone at the prison show, Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to you, too. Thank you. Um, I wanted to give a shout-out to my baby. Hi, baby. Will. Big Will. At Polensky on Life Row. I love you. I can't wait to see my face. I miss you, my love. It really feels like just yesterday that I seen you for the first time. It really does. It was brief, but lasted forever in my mind. And now here we are. We are here, and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else but with you. Um, you've made my life so wonderful, my love. And I just feel like the most powerful woman because you love me. Thank you so much, my love, for giving me something to look forward to every day with you. It's you, it's you, it's all for you, everything that I do. And I tell you all the time that heaven is a place on earth with you. I will always be by your side, my puffin. You and me, we're magic. I'm in love with you, baby, and I always will be. And I will see you tomorrow. Think about me, my love, because I'm thinking about you. I love you. God bless you. Pray for us, my love, and have a good night. 
Um, also want to give a few shout outs to the guys on Life Pro, and I want to wish them a happy new year. Lane, happy <laughs> new year from the big bad wolf. <laughs> happy new year, Bubba. Happy new year to you, Beto, Mark, Woody, Eric, Debo, and of course, Kangaroo. And a very special shout out to the Fat Sweat crew on the Polanski unit. Much love and big, 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 big hugs from Big Well. You already know what it is. Hug life, his life. Happy New Year, everyone that's listening. Hope you guys have a good night. Hopefully I see you and Linda tomorrow, maybe. Um, you guys have a good night. Take care. You too, Anjanette. I always look forward to your phone calls because <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> I, you know, I can be a little comedian sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can. Um, pu- what was it? Puffin? You call him Puffin? Yeah, he's my Puffin. puffin. The little bird. Puffin. The little bird. That's so cute. He's puffin. So cute. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll get to dance tomorrow. Yes. Yes, we definitely will. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Rusty at the Estelle unit. Hey, and Renee Garcia, someone is missing your trash can kisses. Yes, indeedy, trash can kisses at the Estelle unit. And now we have uh, Shirley. Hey, Shirley. Hello, how are y'all? Doing good. How are you doing? Just fine. I'm going to do a shout out to Blaine. Hey, Blaine, how you doing? I'm on. Uh, your niece is going ninety to nothing back and forth to her mama's room, her room. I mean, she's going pew pew like she's Superman. <laughs> <laughs> and she wears that Superman cape too. Oh, uh-huh. that's what she's doing. She sings "Happy Birthday" to Blaine every time she gets on the phone. Aww. Every day, just about <laughs> it when she's not busy. But I love you, and we keep your head up. Excuse me. I thought, I hope everything goes well tomorrow. And you guys, y'all, give a shout out to y'all. Hi. And y'all keep y'all's head up, too. I pray for all of y'all. Do you have and their names, Miss Shirley? Do no, you have- I still don't have them. <laughs> you still don't have them? <laughs> now, I'm going to get them from Blaine tomorrow. I had them at one time, but my granddaughter sneaks over here, and she gets my pen and my papers <laughs> while, I'm not, while I'm not sitting here, and then I can't find nothing. So yeah. I'm going to have to find a different spot to put them. Yes, you will. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what happens to all my stuff. <laughs> but um, well, <laughs> I wish y'all a happy new year. I hope it was a good one. I was sleeping. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I that's think most I of us were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but th- I love you, Blaine. Kisses and kisses and hugs uh, all the time. Prayers, prayers. And I love y'all too. Well, thank you, Miss Shirley. You're welcome. 
We will hear from you next week, I'm sure. I'm hoping. (laughs) No, no, you will be. (laughs) You will be calling, Miss Shirley. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Miss Shirley. All righty. Okay. She, um, her son is Meatloaf, and then they have a Loch Ness Monster, and then they have a, um, Mothman. I've been hearing all about them. All right. Now we have Caitlin. This is a shout out for Beto Garza and Polunsky. Hey, boo. How are you? I hope that there's a smile on your handsome face. As for me, yeah, everything's going okay. I'm feeling a bit better today and I went into work and I'm at that long home and, <clears throat> pardon me, I went brought one of the gentlemen to a show. Yeah, we went to see Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, it was a show, so it was really good. He absolutely loved it. He was like at one point dancing in a seat and cheering so, yeah, it brought me a huge smile to see him. So happy. Um, as I said, I'm not too long home. I'm here with Daytona. And she says, woof. And she wants belly rubs, which I am going to give her to her now. Um, I want to see Buddy over the next few days. Just want to shake this thing completely before I go up. And, yeah, other than that, everything okay? Um, please know that you're in my heart, thoughts and prayers. And that I'm sending you big, big hugs. And to everybody at the prison show, a big, big thank you for making this happen. She's awesome. Love Caitlin. She's always been so nice. All right. Now, uh, did I say Renee Garcia? Or, or maybe I just wanted to say trash can kisses again. Maybe that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, this is true. All right. We have Lydia on line five. Hi, Danny, Linda, Dave. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I I, I just want to thank you all for all the all you do for us every year. You're there for us, and I'm, I'm very thankful for that. And I want to wish all the guys, you know who you are, Happy New Year, and always the best, okay? And... Uh, I uh, I hope my son has a good visit tomorrow with uh, his cousin. She hasn't seen him in a while. And she'll be taking her two lovely babies to see my son. And and uh, I just hope you have a good visit with her, mijo. Um, you know how much they love you and, uh, and that they care for you. Okay? You have a good visit with them tomorrow. And... Uh, you give me a call later. Oh, and I and um, I'll, I'll I'll be talking to Tia Rosa and Tia Janie later to help them uh, see if they can get on this. You know, trying to get on that phone thing um, is really hard, uh, Danny. Yeah, it's, it's so difficult to get registered. You know, it's just a a show. Yeah, get that done. It's not yeah, the same so. thing for general population. I'm not sure why they make it so difficult for uh, death row. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, I don't know. You have to be so, you have to be persistent, I guess. You just have to be persistent. Um, 
but we'll get all your aunts on there, mijo, somehow. Este, but I love you and I miss you. Give me a buzz tomorrow. And my saludos to the guys. You know who you are. And I thank each and every one of you for all your prayers. And I did receive your lovely card, mijo. I, I opened it today. And I do feel better. I'm, I'm, I feel lots better today. Okay? Love you. Kisses. Big hugs. And uh, love you. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night, Lydia. Have a great weekend and Happy New Year again. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Good night. All right. Again, 713-526-5738. We have some open lines. We have some open lines. And now we have Mike. Hello, this is Mysterious Mike doing his prison show shout-outs. Here's my shout-outs for for tonight. The guys of Texas, Guy Alexander, Jamie Cuppett, Stephen Russell, Stephen McGee. Shout-out for Philip Perez. Paul, Lucy and Michelle want me to do a shout-out for Paul. Shout-out for Yovan, Oz, Matt, Thomas, Edward Reese, Adam Wilkerson, uh, Tasha wants me to do a shout-out for Payday, shout-out for uh, Hoss, shout-out for Oz, and shout-out for Bill R. Sims, a special shout-out for Clarence Lee Bowman, shout-out for Raymond Lee Cart, and uh, Desmond Knorr. You can continue to write in care of David Collingsworth for Mysterious Mike, and I'll try and we'll write you back. So y'all have a wonderful new year and talk to y'all later. Adios. Okay. Now, how do you write to us? You can write to us at 226 Chipmunk Trail, 226 Chipmunk Trail, Shepherd, Texas, 77371. I think I've repeated that enough through the... It's not Shepherd America. It is Shepherd America. I, I was trying to... <laughs> Shepherd America. Shepherd America. <laughs> whenever I ask my, I ask Siri what the temperature is whenever I'm up there, and she she says that in TX Texas it's, and she won't call it Shepherd for whatever reason. She it's just Texas. <laughs> <laughs> you see, <laughs> that's funny. All right, now we have Carmela on line four. Hey, Good Car- evening, prison show. Oops, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead with your shout out. Good evening. I'd like to say hello to uh, Marcus Mullen in Montgomery County Jail. Uh, I hope you're doing okay and hope you're staying warm and dry. Um, I haven't thought, forgot about you. Um, I think about you often and ask Father David about you. Um, just Hope everything's going well for you and that you had a safe New Year's Eve and that you'll have a, a safe and blessed uh, New Year's this year. And I hope um, you keep your chin up and are able to get done what you need to get done to get your freedom back. I'd also like to say hello to my nephew 
Bradley Leland Aiken. Um, I don't know where he is. I hope he's still in, or probably still in Dallas County Jail, although it's been a, a good while. Um, I still haven't gotten a hold of your mother to find out the specifics, but I'm working on the courage to call her. I uh, just hope you had a good New Year's Eve and that you're having a good year. Uh, hope you're staying warm and dry and uh hope everything's going okay for you. Just keep your head up and keep your chin up and keep your brain working. Um, you know what they say about idle minds, but... Um, just take care and know that you're loved. Um, I love you even though I haven't seen you in, I don't know how long, too long, but just know you're loved. And um, I hope to talk to you soon. Um, thank you, Prison Show, for all you do. And thank you for being here as a uh, liaison for our loved ones. And Happy New Year to the staff and Happy New Year to all of the men and women behind bars. And I just hope that everything goes well for everybody. Thank you and good night. Thank you, Carmela. Uh, We look forward to your phone calls every week. Thank you. You have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Stay warm. You too. Bye-bye. Good night. Zila, line one. Hello? Hi, Zila. Hi. Um, I just wanted to send a shout-out to Terrence. Uh, I love you, babe. Keep your head up, and we'll get through this. Okay. Did you want to say anything else? You have a few minutes. Um, no, that's it. I just wanted to... Okay. Shout out, you know, I know he's hearing, listening. All right. Thank you. Thank you. You call back next weekend. All right. Thank you. Okay. Your, your mic's like not, I don't hear you talking. That's. Oh, that's her. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we don't hear you had I I didn't even know she I can't see her over there. I'm deactivated. She was deactivated because you told me to turn Miss Linda's mic down a while ago because I guess she was coughing or whatever. Yeah. So a while ago she said something and I I couldn't hear nothing. I'm like, there's nothing there. Did the <laughs> did it go dead? I mean. <laughs> well, you're supposed to know these things. Yeah. Well, we were announcing oh. Stacy now. She's up. Okay. This is to my husband's sporty black at Wainwright unit. Hey, baby love. This is wifey kissing you our strength, letting you know all is well. The girls are behaving, Mimi, enjoying your weather, and that means all I've been trying to do is stay warm. But you've got decent temps. Uh, I know the cell is a little bit chilly, though. Keep warm, me holding you, sweetheart. Mwah. I haven't heard from you today yet. Um, maybe later in the day. Uh, I trust, though, you've got our recent e-note boo i'm just out here all yours waiting to hear your voice all up in my ear 
I placed a YT short on and published it on the platforms. Yeah, boo. I'm all yours. Remain healthy and safe. Stay focused and tough. Us solid and real. I love you, my husband. Mm-hmm. Take care, sweetheart. I love you. Mm-hmm. All right. Now I think Stephanie has some for Miss Linda. Miss Linda wasn't feeling good. No, she was not. So I'm going to fill in for her. All right. So we've got a William Owen Sr. We have Franklin Davis, Jamie Cole, Will Spear, Paul DeVoe, Lucky Ward, Bill Sims, Miller L., and what do we got? Carrie Allen and Robert Robertson. That's it. That's it for today. Yes, you guys need to write in if you're wanting to continue to stay on her list. That's right. She mentioned that um, a few times. I think she mentioned it last week, too. Yes. yes. So if y'all want Miss Linda to continue to shout out to you, let her know. Write to 226 Chipmunk Trail, Shepherd America, 77371. We'll see if David gets us the letters or not. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you all digital copies this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He sent me copies of the envelopes during the week. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, but it's weird. We got two from December. And then one of them was like January 2nd. Like just, you know, the day I got it, it was like two days old. But it's just kind of weird. Well, the, you're kind of weird. I guess that's two peas in a pod then. Huh? Exactly. That's yep. why. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, some of the cards and stuff are like, aren't they getting them like two and three months later? Yeah, but that's through the Dallas P.O. box. That's why. So then you wouldn't think that they would have a lot of mail to go through at the mailroom, and so why would it take a whole month to get a letter? <laughs> really? It's the mailroom. <laughs> <laughs> I think every unit has a problem with their mailroom. <laughs> they, they fall asleep. They have to go through all the e-messages. Oh, my word. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. They get tired. They get tired. All right. uh, We have Karina on line one. Hey, Karina. Good evening. Hi. I'm so sorry. Can you hear me a little better? Yes. Yes. You sound great. Yes. Thank you. Happy New Year's to you guys. Happy New Year. How's it going? <laughs> Happy New Year. I just want to send a shout out to Facundo Chavez. Just want to let him know that I love him and I miss him. And I am a little sick right now. So hopefully I get to feel better here soon. And I just want to wish you guys and all the staff on the radio a Happy New Year and a new beginning of the year. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And Happy New Year's to you, too. Hopefully this year will be wonderful. Of course, it has to be wonderful. We have to make it wonderful, and hopefully soon I get to meet the staff on the radio. I really would like to go and visit. Oh, that sounds, we would love to have you. Love to have you. Yes, hopefully I could go see y'all on a Friday, and I could be there at the radio station with y'all. Yeah, that that, that sounds good. But I will <laughs> be in touch, and I will send you a message either through Facebook and see if we could get a little organized and see when... It's a good time for me to go visit. And Facundo, don't forget how much I love you, baby. Thank you, guys. You have a great night and a great weekend. You too. 
Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, now we have Freddie. Hi, Freddie. Freddie. Freddie on line two? Maybe. Hey, Freddie. Hello, Freddie. I'm here. Okay, right, now you're here. <laughs> All right, go. Yeah, we're, we're, we were having issues with dropping people whenever we have one on the air and one she's asking questions of, and we're trying to solve that issue. So please forgive us for being tardy. Aww. Oh, it's okay. no problem. I, I'm let, me shout out my, my, let me shout out my brother, uh, uh, James Dudley, who has the uh, Wallace Pack, and everybody else is there with him, uh, Green, Viv, Terry. All you guys, man, uh, miss you guys, man. Uh, you guys are really good friends, man, and uh, I keep shouting y'all out. Keep your head up. New Year's going to be better. And uh, you got to call it to your sisters, though. You got to make it look, you know, look at it from a positive perspective. And uh, what else can we say, man? Happy New Year and Merry Christmas. I forgot to say it before, or, or I did, but I'll say it again. And uh, y'all be good, man. Bye-bye. Thank you, Freddie. Yes, ma'am. All right. Now, one of my favorite people in the whole wide world is on line three, Nadine. Hey, Nadine. Hello. 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 How are you? <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Everything. I heard that Miss Linda is at home today. Yeah, she's not she's feeling okay? good. Yeah, she was here oh, earlier, okay. but she's not feeling too good, so she left. Okay. Okay, so I will call her tomorrow. Okay. Uh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that this year I've begun really, really beautiful for me, and I'm just, what can I, I say? I'm just out, out with my mind because it's, it's fantastic, you know. Uh, so I want to send a shout out for my husband, Eugene Broxton. Uncle Hippie, are you there or are you sleeping? <laughs> uh, well, I was so happy to hear your voice. It was beautiful present for last Christmas. You have no idea, boo. It was, uh, it was, my day was just beautiful then. I get yesterday all your letters. Yes, we are already, uh, here. We are already on Saturday. So yesterday. And all your letters come up together. So I will answer them, my love. I'm keeping strong, boo, after that news. Trust me, I'm feeling again like a rock. I ask all my friends to be in the courthouse on the 16th, 17th, 18th to support your earring. It would be so, so great. So thank you, Gloria, Ruback, to mention it in your letter. Um, I want to send a shout-out in Anzil to my brother, Dwayne Buck. Thank you, bro, for your letter. I will answer really quick. And more shout-out in Polonsky to Chong Tong, Big White, Luis Perez, Ali, Spider. To you, Kenneth Foster, I don't forget, I don't forget you, uh, but the list is so long. But be sure, guys, that you are all, all of you in my prayers. And um, to end, I want to send my love to, again to my husband. I love you, Eugene, and I'm just happy. I'm sure about 2024, 
it will be a great year for us. I'm sure about that. I want to thank you, Radio Kapesti, and see you, hear you next week. Bye-bye, Danny. Have a great day. Bye-bye, you too. Danny. Bye-bye. You too. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Bye, Nadine. Happy New Year. <laughs> Bye-bye, David. Bye-bye. 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 She's awesome. We love it when she's here. <laughs> love it. All right. Again, 713-526-5738. Option number two to leave a shout-out. But I'm going to do a few shout-outs for myself. I've got Roderick Harris. Hey, Roderick. And Jeff Pribble. He is he is my second biggest fan. Actually, he's my true biggest fan. He's awesome. <laughs> He is awesome. Britt Rapowski, how you doing? Farron, my one of my best friends, Farron. Paul DeVoe. Yes, DeVoe. Mm-hmm. Everyone always mm-hmm. hears me talk about DeVoe. <laughs> Can you believe, Paul? <laughs> Creeper and T. Hey, T. Irvin. Uh, Big Head. Blaine. Blaine, or, or wait, is it Meatloaf? I think it's Meatloaf. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's Meatloaf. Rue, Moy, Leroy at the Pack Unit, Larry at the Huntsville Unit, J Van Story at the Win Unit, and of course, Joel at the Win Unit. Joel White over at the, uh, they call it the Memorial Unit now. Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to say Darrington, Darrington. yeah. Mm-hmm. And Rusty, Rusty, Rusty at the Estelle unit, along with, let's see, uh, let me, Renee Garcia, I'm going to bring that up again, just because it makes me giggle, Trash Can Kisses, Kisses. Trash Can Kisses, I think I remember that story, and then, of course, I have Rexalicious, Rexalicious over at one of those units, <laughs> one of those units yonder, I sent him a um, calendar this year for Christmas, and it was uh, tree goats. Every year I send tree goats. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I send him like one year it was the dogs pooping. Okay, the entire calendar was just <laughs> pooping dogs, and. Uh, I just send him various. Was weird... that your choice of calendar or his? No, it's mine. It's okay. Co- it's completely mine. Uh, a couple of years ago, I sent him chickens. Okay. And it was, yeah, the, the words, the, the jokes were, wow, you have <laughs> that, well. What? I know. Well, they were <laughs> joking with him. Look at that big. Uh, oh, <laughs> I think you can say it in that context, maybe. You think? Yeah, I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, we were talking about Pussy Riot. I don't know how many times that time. You remember that? Well, yeah, but that that that's a band. Okay. Oh, well, well, they were saying, yeah. oh. Why do you think we named? I got I got a a rooster that we named Randy. Oh my god. And Dee Dee says, why do you call him Randy? I said, sit out there by the chicken coop and watch him for a little while. <laughs> That's Randy. Yeah. 
Well, I I didn't realize when I sent him the chickens chicken calendar that it, <laughs> he, he put it in his locker. He's like, no, <laughs> everybody's picking at me about you know, damn, Rex, that's a really <laughs> big chicken. Yeah, it's a really big chicken, a big hairy chicken, or <laughs> or a long chicken. Well, you're you ever not seen those? To open it before sending it, so you didn't know any better. Yeah, you ever seen the big statues they got when you? A lot of people put them in their front yard or whatever. Yes. And I tease Didi all the time, tell her how big. There's <laughs> you big. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I love sending, um, like for instance, Devoe. Devoe asked for a calendar. <laughs> and you send him a calendar with all those on. I know. He's got something else coming. Uh, so be prepared, Devoe. <laughs> well, luckily you don't need to send calendars to my husband. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I can. No, that's okay. <laughs> I got it covered. <laughs> I, you know, when people ask me for that kind of stuff, I'm like, you know, that's just an open door. I, can, yes. I, can, I need to send because normally a lot of the guys want that's what rex was telling me everyone around him either had car calendars or calendars with women and bikinis and Mm. he's walking around with tree goats (laughs) (laughs) you're funny (laughs) he's like you have to be different yes i do yes well you shouldn't march to the beat everybody else's drummer that's true. No, I shouldn't. And you know what? I have something that I, I should have brought this evening. Um, Beto, uh, Beto, Beto, I can't Beto. Print, Beto. Beto. Beto Garza or Beto yes. Unit? No, Garza. Huh. <laughs> he um, he sent me a list of all the positive things going on on uh, Death Row, like the past year. You know, a lot of things happened in 2023. Um, a lot of sad things, but mm-hmm. a lot of positive things. I don't have that list with me because I was going to read mm. it next week. But um, off the top of my head, I mean, just the, um, you know, the tablets, their ability to call. Make phone calls. Make phone calls. That is huge. It, just, it, it didn't. I hear somewhere that Andy Kahn is protesting the tablets. Uh, yes, for for death row, and that was because um, of an incident um, with um, the pizza uh, being ra- announced. Yeah, mm-hmm. the pizza being announced. But you know something positive, and he doesn't. Andy Kahn doesn't want anything positive at no. all. Mm-hmm. Um. And he has to understand that even though, uh, you know, there are also murderers in general population who have the same exact uh, or more rights than what death row. Privileges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their privileges. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think he's – and you, I've watched him. Um, he does a lot of different uh, shows like KPRC has a right. – has something and he does that and he the 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 bitterness that he and i get it you know the being someone whose family member was murdered i understand he, he had a family member that was murdered no i oh you i do yeah, so I Didi did too I so Didi and i have had this conversation because 
I do the prison show, and here she had a loved one that got murdered. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told her that the prison show is about the whole industri- prison industrial complex. And maybe we should have more victims' rights things on here. But, I, I mean, well, it's, it's just... There's so many victim rights. You know, and I'm coming from the perspective that my family member was murdered. So I get it. But there's so many different types of those programs out there. There's so many things that assist victims' rights. But two wrongs don't make a right. Just because you're a, you're a victim or a family of a whatever doesn't mean that you should be a hater as well. Exactly. There's no room. And he, even when he comes on TV, he just automatically just jumps in this hateful you know, there, there's nothing that if when you exhibit those traits, you make everyone around you, you know, feel that. It, it, yeah, well, a lot of people feel that anyway because they're, and it's a, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm just bad mouthing everybody, but it's out of ignorance because they don't know any better. There's a lot of worldly opinions, uh, hang them high. We're better off without them and all this other stuff. But I mean, they're they're not really looking at it from. Everybody's a victim. There there's a victim on both sides of the coin. All it's sides. not just yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it and, is. All and there, the guys have loved ones that are going through a lot of anguish and hurt and. And they did nothing. Yeah. Wrong. So they're a victim as well. Uh, I was watching a show, and I know many of the um, men on death row will will remember him, Richard Cobb. There was a, um, the BBC did a show about Richard and the, him and Bianca Adams shot, um, two people from a convenience store. One of them survived. And when they interviewed her, she was of the opinion that if they had executions in stadiums for people to watch, that would be better. Hmm. like the romans uh, yeah gladiators yeah and you know i don't i I mean as we know richard was um executed so uh when, when she the the bitterness just continues if you have hate in your heart that you will just continue with that um hatred you it seeps from your pores. So, right. I mean, there. Well, that's a good perspective for people to see, too, though, because a lot of times when we're fighting on each side of it, whether on the victim side or on the inmate side, even though we're saying it is, we come at it with a, an angry tone or a, you know, aggressive tone, and it just sets a wrong environment for everybody around us. So, we have to find a way to do it in a more positive, informative way rather than bringing our emotions into it. You know, sometimes, uh, and I agree with you, Mm -hmm. I agree with you, um, but like for Gloria and, and, um, well, she's one of my idols, Gloria and me and Joy, we've been out there for so many years, and we have been yelled at. We have, you know, the things that we have... Attacked. Attacked, yes. Mm -hmm. I mean... You know, I I can't eat. So many things have happened through the years. And so we automatically get, 
yeah, I mean, I'm like, come on. <laughs> you know, I'm, you know. Playing offense. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm very defensive when I'm out there um, protesting because we, we expect people to, and they never want to stop. They always drive by. Oh, yes. Just drop by. And they I'm like, get out. Come over here. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, mean, I think you saw She's me. She's going to throw her walker at him. <laughs> I know. I'm going to throw it at him. Come over here. I'm like, but oh, they, no. <laughs> they just keep going. They don't stop. It's like, okay, we're out here. You know, most of us are um, older. I'm going to use that. Older. <laughs> we're older. So uh, it's like if we're out here in the open get out your truck get out your car you want to say something come on hmm. <laughs> say something yeah but they I just don't know. <laughs> have you formally introduced stephanie hi stephanie <laughs> <laughs> i mean she's over there talking and this is what your second or third week Third. This is my third week. I'm filling in for Linda. Now she's filling in for Linda, and there's mm-hmm. probably somebody out there thinking, who is that? And this is... A s- new voice. A new voice. She joined us to help with the cameras and just to help, right? <laughs> You're just here helping. I'm and just she's, helping out. She's doing an excellent job on the cameras uh, with Marcus. Marcus has been teaching her everything. Mm-hmm. So, well, when, when she get her exam... I will have it printed up and ready for you. <laughs> Next week, you will have an exam. I'm ready. Yeah, I think it's an on-the-spot exam, though. There's no written nothing. <laughs> there really isn't. Like, <laughs> there really isn't. There was, <laughs> we need written. We need written. Yeah. So you're you're married to... I'm married. It. My husband, Gary, is at Polunsky Unit. He's a field minister. And I don't know. We've been married, well, almost six years, five years now. And I don't know. I'm just here to help out. <laughs> she, yeah. Drives a long way, though. Who, me? Yeah. To come here? Or, yeah. Um, yeah, it's about three and a half hours. It's not too bad. Not too bad? I don't, no. I I thought my 68 miles was something. Well, you know. I used to drive four hours one way to visit every weekend, so I think I can handle an hour and a half drive to the prison show. <laughs> because she likes us. <laughs> well, I'm glad she likes us. <laughs> and we have Jamie on line one. Hi, how are y'all? Doing good. How are you? All right. Thank you so much. Well, I want to do a shout out to my husband, um, Harry Reyna. And my son, Joseph Salazar. Um, I want to tell y'all good night. I love y'all both and sweet dreams. And I will be out to see both y'all, babe. I'm waiting for you to get where you're going. Hopefully you'll be out soon. And I love you and I hope you feel better. I know you're sick. Um, I'll be thinking about you and praying for you. And son, I love you, son. You're listening. I love you, and we'll see you soon, too. Okay? Good night. Love y'all both. Thank y'all, y'all. Y'all have a blessed night. You, too. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Likewise. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And, you know, we used to have a regular caller, Paula, but Bobby Woods got out. He sent me an email. Oh, cool. 
telling me that he was getting out and his son is over at the Polonsky unit and he sends his love and he cannot wait to call uh, to um, do do a shout out for his son. But I'm sure that there's so much going on right now, you know, him just getting out after, I think he said 26 years. Wow. When did he get out? Sometime this week, I believe. Hmm. I think it was sometime this week. So he's busy eating Whataburgers? Probably, mm-hmm. yeah. More than likely. All the burgers. <laughs> all the burgers. <laughs> Just put them all right there. All right. You know what? I'm, quite a few of the um, guys that I've known that have gotten out, they wanted salad. Yeah. I'm like, really? Take them to Jason's Deli. I've, Oh, my God. That's where Don went. He yeah. went to Jason's Deli. Oh, no. Well, we're doing barbecue. <laughs> yeah, but Jason's Deli's got the got the salad bar, and you can get the boiled eggs and everything you want. It, it's fre- It's a fresh salad bar. It, it if is. you got salad in prison, trust me, the, the lettuce was wilted, and you might have got a grasshopper in there. Ew. So they don't, they don't hardly serve lettuce in prison because how are you going to serve salad for 3,000 men? I mean, it just well at Polanski, they have you can buy during visitation. Oh. We can mm-hmm. buy them salads. And how fresh is it in in the? It's well, actually it, pretty good. It, well, not for when Death Row goes to visit. It's oh, usually no? yeah, it's five dollars for um, one salad for wilted. The, it's brown at the bottom, but you know it, it it is salad. Oh, y'all are at the end of the day. That's why. See, I go straight Saturday morning first thing. Yeah, no, we're at the end of the day. Um, y'all get the, um, like for, I'm still upset that they didn't give death row, um, pictures, uh, for Christmas. Oh, they didn't? No, they gave general population pictures on Saturday and Sunday, but Mm -hmm. Saturday night they told the officers no pictures for death row. Hmm. And it's like, I was like, what? Why? Because we were told not to. Somebody just being mean. I well, that was I think the same time frame that Andy Con. So I mm. I think everybody was like whoop. <laughs> well, hmm. you know, <laughs> he he tends to throw a wrench into everything. Hayburn didn't like him. Really? <laughs> yeah, most people don't like him. Hayburn said Hayburn filed a grievance whenever he was at like HPD or whatever, and he. He said that he lied. I don't know. He had some kind of evidence, I guess. And it sure is. And he doesn't work for HPD anymore, so. No, he doesn't. But he works mm-hmm. for Crime Stoppers. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. that, that's a private organization, right? Right, yeah. yeah it, it loves is. So, loud voices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the victims do need a voice. I mean, I'm not yes. opposed to him having a career. but right. And if that's how he feels that he needs to do it, then. Right. You know. But so, in in case y'all, I still don't think two wrongs make a right. No. Absolutely not. Uh, like I say, when we're out there protesting, you we don't rape the rapist, we don't steal from the thieves, and we shouldn't kill. Yeah, that just doesn't make sense to me. No, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Uh, real quick, in case people did not know. They, TDCJ is doing a mainframe uh, update. update. So some things won't be available, like 
y'all go in a commissary from what I understand. But we can do e-coms out here. And it it said that the e-com uh, website would be open straight. They wouldn't be closing it. Okay. I saw that on a site. And they got some some beef and jalapeno sticks. They got a they got a <laughs> whole mess of new stuff on there. But the coffee's still four fifty. Yeah. Four fifty. Four fifty for coffee? Mm-hmm. For a bag of coffee. Ooh well, Lord. So it's a necessity. Stephanie, what's going on tomorrow? <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, at the bowling alley? Yeah. You wanna make an announcement? Uh sure. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, so uh, tomorrow uh, from 4 to 6, we're having a free bowling event for anyone's family who wants to drive out to Livingston, Texas. It's going to be at the Goki Bowling Alley. Um, You can sign up at our website, which is www.death2lifeprisonministries.org, and the two is a number two. So death2lifeprisonministries.org slash events. And um, it just let us know, you know, how many kids, how many adults. We will have goodie bags for the kids. We're going to do some raffling. Got like five or six gift cards going out tomorrow. It's going to have a good time. We're out pizza, drinks. Just a time for everybody to come together and have some fun. So hope to see everybody there. All right. Sounds like a lot of fun. (laughs) And... I wanted to uh, shout out to Ivan Cantu. He has an execution date on February the 28th. Mm. His new website launched today, IvanCantu.org. IvanCantu.org. I'm going to post it on the Prison Show's Facebook uh, this weekend. But remember, IvanCantu.org. So his execution is... And of course, his podcast... Are all of his pills um, uh, yeah, exhausted? Yeah. Well, I think they, they have things planned. Right. They have things mm-hmm. planned. But remember his podcast, Cousins by Blood. Cousins mm-hmm. by Blood and his new website, ivankinto.org. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. So you're a big fan? I am a big fan of saving someone's life. Yeah, there you go. Amen. So that <laughs> that thing that the, the lady that you announced and wanted everybody to contact did you get a lot of response from that? Help me. Which one? You posted on, on not only on Prison Show, but you posted on Death Row Angels. Uh, her name was Kelly something. It's not ringing a bell? No. I should have been better prepared before I asked you. <laughs> you put the thing out there and told everybody to, to contact that lady. That doesn't... Oh, my God. All right. Let, let me... Um, so I put it on, um... You put it on the Prison Show Facebook page, and then you shared it on Death Row Angels. I share everything on the Death Row Angels. Yeah. <laughs> well, if my phone worked, I would be able I'm to... I'm pretty uh, sure her name up. is Kelly. <laughs> you told everybody to contact her. Huh. Yeah, it was last week you did that, so that's why I was trying to follow up with it. Oh, last week? Oh, you oh, slipped since cool. then. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know. I have the bowling thing. Please share this. Oh, Kelly Ziegler. There you go. Kelly Ziegler. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I found it about the same time you did. Yeah. <laughs> of course, people have been tagged. That's for Jeff Pribble. Shout out to Jeff Pribble again. Um, yeah. Jailhouse snitches. Jailhouse snitches. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> She's something else. Yep. Yeah. Did they use snitch 60s? 
Do what? You know what a snit 60 is? Oh, <laughs> I was like, did he sneeze? What is that? Snit 60. Bless your heart. Guys down there, they'll 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 snitch. They'll write an I-60 and drop it in the mailbox. Absolutely, they will. Yeah, snit 60 is what Ray always called it. <laughs> That's a good one. Instead of, instead of having the cojones to actually just come out and snitch, they're going to write it like they're anonymous. <laughs> yeah, and of course they they well anyone anyone out here snitching too, but especially that yeah. <laughs> yeah, snitch sixties. So anyway, mm-hmm. what what time is it? We got any time left? Ten fifty six. You got four minutes. Well, actually a minute. Yeah, minute. I think I usually start closing about now. Yeah. So, you know what, I, I kind of looked up because I was curious because I'm on the bike tonight, so guess what I get to listen to on the ride home? You get to listen to, to Converge. Converge. Yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of looking to see what kind of things they have on their playlist. Believe it or not, they have a song by Captain Hook and Ace Ventura. Isn't that pretty cool? Interesting. I'm yep. afraid to find out. <laughs> the name of the song is EBE Protonic Remix. Um, they have a guy, Patrick Berg. And the name of the song is New Era. Kiki Sauvage, the name of his song is Side, just P-S-Y. And uh, Farago. Uh, Horror House is the name of the song by, uh, it's an artist by the grand finale of the Femme Fatale. So, I mean, it's it's kind of cool, you know. I mean, it's techno music, so it's straight out of college. So, I, I guess it'd be like going to a rave or something, right? So, But I crank it up on the bike, and it helps keep me awake on the ride home. And it's going to be a cold night, so I better crank it up real loud. So <laughs> y'all stay tuned for Converge. They'll be coming on here in a little bit. And uh, in the meantime, we're going to go out with Charlie and the Regrets. Have a great weekend, everyone. Bye.